shall we pray even as the word of God is coming unto us father in the name of Jesus we are grateful unto you we thank you for the entrance of your word that gives light and bring understanding to our simple hearts and minds I ask in the name of Jesus that your word will come forth not with enticing words of man's wisdom but with power and the demonstration of your word bring understanding bring enlightenment in the name of Jesus, even as we discuss about the fellowship of the Spirit in terms of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I pray that it will not just be, uh, just be the word that we are hearing, but it will also come along with impartations of the giftings of the Holy Spirit into our lives, into our Christian life, that our lives will never be the same and our work with you will never be the same. Grant unto us the grace, the power, the giftings of the Holy Spirit to be able to serve you all the days of our lives. In the name of Jesus, let your word bring change, transformation into our hearts. Ignite your holy passion and your holy fire in our hearts. Love for you to walk with you in fellowship and to enjoy our walk with you, O God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray this morning. Let all the saints shout with a big Amen. Amen. Well, we bless God for this morning. And uh, it has been a journey, a journey of great teachings from the word of God. And uh, this month of May and the latter part of April, we have been discussing the subject matter of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit under the theme for the year, Walking with God. Because we said that we are going to walk with God, there are three key things that we should know. The, love, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. We can't walk with God without understanding these, these three concepts, which are the words of the grace that we share Sunday after Sunday. So we took our time in the month of February to talk about the love of God in terms of understanding God. Understanding God was our theme for February. We discussed who is God, his, uh, um, the, 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 his attributes, his characteristics, his nature, and all those aspects and things concerning God. And we also uh, talked about in March about the, fellowship, uh, the love of God. That love of God was in February, and then in March we spoke about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, where we spoke about Jesus as the Son of God and as the second person of the Trinity. And then we spoke about his deity or divinity. We also spoke about his personality. So Jesus as the son of God and Jesus as the son of man. We went into details and explained all those technicalities. Hallelujah. Then we saw how he moved with power and, uh, and uh, glory and unction and how he died to save us from our sins and redeem us that we might be reconciled back unto God. Now you can't walk with God without understanding these this things. Hallelujah. Without understanding this grace that comes from the Father through Jesus Christ. See, the love of God was manifested through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ by the incarnation of Jesus to come on earth as a human person to come and die for us and save us from our sins. Hallelujah. That is where we were. And then in the latter part of April, we zoomed in to the fellowship or the communion of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The communion of the Holy Spirit. And uh, that is where we have been discussing from. And so many things that we have learned about the the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. We defined who the Holy Spirit is. We spoke about the Holy Spirit as God. Talking about the deity of the Holy Spirit. Father, He is God. And then we also spoke about the person of the Holy Spirit. Some personal attributes and characteristics by which He relate to us on personal basis. We spoke about all that. We have spoken and taught about the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer, in the life of the unbeliever. We have also looked at the emblems or symbols of the Holy Spirit. And just last week, Mommy took us through the fruit of the Holy Spirit, where we spoke about, she taught us about the fruit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, uh, kindness, gentleness, and all, all those, long-suffering, patience, hallelujah, and all the gift of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So that is where we are now, and I want to continue today, and I'm teaching us today about the gifts of the Holy Spirit the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'll do that today. I'll study today. I'll continue on Tuesday in our teaching service. And then on Friday, we'll have a time, an hour of prayer and impartation where we'll pray for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to manifest in our lives. And I'll lead us on Tuesday and on Friday in that prayer session. We'll pray for the giftings of the Holy Spirit. And some of us who have the giftings, but it's 
dormant and inactive. We are believing God that through the fire of the Holy Spirit, He will rekindle that gifting and set us ablaze one more time so that we can fulfill that destiny and that mandate for which God gave us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then next week, Sunday, we'll zoom in to the baptism of the Holy Spirit and continue with the infilling of the Holy Spirit on the following Tuesday. Hallelujah. And I want to remind us that next week, Sunday, is the last month of May, and it will be our month-ending uh, anointing and communion service. So my, uh, remember that thing, uh, note it, next week, Sunday, like this time, will be an anointing and uh, communion service, impartation and communion service. So get your anointing oil ready, get your uh, communion elements ready, the bread and the wine, and then we will partake together, even though we may be in our various homes, we will pray over the elements and the oil, and we will minister one another. Hallelujah. And I'll be ministering on the baptism of the Holy Spirit next week. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is the prayer line. But this morning and Tuesday night, I want to be teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And when, when we talk about gifts, there are different kinds of gifts. And I want to explain the basis before I zoom in to what I really want to talk about and teach on. Hallelujah. There are gifts. Hallelujah. And gifts that we have can be grouped into two main kinds or two main types of gifts that we have. The number one is natural gifts. We have, we have the natural gifts or what we call the natural gifts, what normally we call talents. Hallelujah. So every person that is in this world, whether born again or not born again, whether a believer or unbeliever, whether male or female, whether a, a child or adult, hallelujah, whether black or white, amen, whether a, a, a fanti or an enzima or a hauser or a, a dagari or a, 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 an akan or an ever, any tribe, wherever, as far as you are a human being on earth, there is a talent in you. There are natural gifts that you have. Those are natural inclinations, natural abilities. Hallelujah. So the natural gifts are natural abilities given to an individual by God which operates within the limitations of the capacity of man. Hallelujah. So they are natural giftings, they are natural talents, they are natural inclinations. So naturally you are able to do something well and excel at it. So somebody may be gifted even to sing, has a voice to sing. He might not even be a Christian. The song that he's singing might not even be a gospel song, as, as, as we see, hallelujah, or as we call it. But then you can see that this person is gifted with natural talent of singing, hallelujah. So that, that is the gift. It's a natural gift. It comes to everybody and everybody and their giftings. There's nobody who can say that. As for me, I don't have any natural gift or I don't have any talent. We all have our own. Your own may be different from mine. Your own may not be like mine, exactly like mine. But you have one and that is what makes us unique as individuals. And that is why we all don't have excuses. We can't give excuses because there is an innate ability that God plays in all of us. You may not even be a Christian, but that gift is there. That talent is there. That natural ability is there for you to be able to do something. Hallelujah. So there is something peculiar that you can do. And when you are able to discover that natural talent and natural gifting and incline your profession along that path, then it helps you to, to develop it and go far in that gifting, in that profession, in that career that you have undertaken. Hallelujah. Maybe another time we'll go much into that. But we have natural giftings. And then we have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So natural gifts and then the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? They are supernatural abilities that are born within the spirit-filled believer due to the presence of the Holy Ghost in his or her life. It operates beyond the limitations of man. Hallelujah. So the natural gifts, everybody has it, but the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are supernatural abilities. Hallelujah. And because they are supernatural abilities, they come by the Holy Spirit. So... To, uh, so to speak, that uh, it, it, it is believers that has that gifting. Hallelujah. So when you are born again, the Spirit of God comes to live in you. And the indwelling Spirit gives you some enablement, gives you some abilities, 
uh, equips you to be able to do certain things that are beyond your human natural capacity. And those things are what we call the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So they are supernatural abilities. It is not out of the will of man. It is not out of the capacity of man. It is not out of the natural inclination of man. But it comes by the enablement of the Holy Spirit who works in us and upon us. Hallelujah. So these are the two broad categories of the types of gifts that we have. Now when you come to when you come to the gifts of the Holy Spirit we can also categorize that into about three divisions. Number one is the ministry gifts. So the breakdown of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have the ministry gifts. The ministry gifts are found in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 where the Bible says that when Jesus Christ ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. Hallelujah. He gave gifts unto men. So the gifts that he gave unto men, the Bible said that and he gave unto some, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11, he gave unto some apostles, some prophets, some teachers, some pastors, some evangelists. Hallelujah. For the, for the benefit of the church. For the edification of the saints, hallelujah. For the, the work that the saints may be equipped to do the work of the ministry. So this is what we normally call the fivefold ministry. Hallelujah. So the fivefold ministry of apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist are ministerial gifts that are given to the church by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And they are mainly human gifts that God gives to the church. So the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists are gifts that God has raised in the body of Christ to be a blessing to Christianity, to the church, and to the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And we don't have to take these gifts for granted. So when you come across a pastor, don't take that gift for granted. When you come across an apostle, don't take that ministry for granted. When you come across a prophet, don't take the pro his prophetic ministry for granted. Hallelujah. And, and normally when it comes to the prophet, you see, because of what is happening all along, we tend to uh, speak against them. We tend to uh, look down upon them. We tend to say all kinds of things about them and against them. But there are still prophets that are genuine ones called by God as ministry gifts to the body of Christ and we must hold them in high esteem respect them and their ministry and get blessed by their ministry hallelujah am I teaching somebody this morning hallelujah so that is about the ministry gifts at an appropriate time we might we can go into that and talk more about all the aspects of the ministry gifts in terms of the apostle the prophet the pastor the teacher and the evangelist hallelujah but that is not my focus this morning. Just to let you know that when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we have the ministerial gifts. Then we also have, under the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the supportive gifts. The supportive gifts or the complementary gifts. Hallelujah. The supportive gifts or the com complementary gifts are mainly found in Romans chapter 12. In Romans chapter 12, you say, you read that uh, God has given some the gift of what? Teaching. Some the gift of uh, uh, hospitality. Some the gift of giving, some the gift of uh, helping others, counsel, amen, and all those things. Those are supportive gifts, supportive in the sense that those gifts augment the ministry of the fivefold ministry. Hallelujah. It, they support, they help the fivefold. So, somebody who is gifted with the gift of teaching as a supportive gift may not be a teacher in the sense of the fivefold but then he can also teach in the church and teach uh, uh, in the adult Sunday school or teach in the children's Sunday school or stuff like that. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding me this morning? So that is about the supportive gifts. Then we have the third aspect or the third category of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and that is what I call spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. Hallelujah. And that is my focus this morning and Tuesday night, we are talking about the spiritual gifts that were listed by Apostle Paul in the book of First Corinthians chapter 12, reading from verse 1 to about verse 11 or so. Hallelujah. And I want us to read that scripture because it's going to be our key test for this morning and also for uh, Tuesday night as we discuss this subject matter of the this subject matter of the gift of the Holy Spirit in terms of the spiritual gifts. Hallelujah. So open with me to uh, the book of 1 Corinthians. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 
from verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these damp idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestations of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Distributing to each one individually as he wills. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. So here, Paul addressing the church of Corinth is telling them that concerning spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be people who are not knowledgeable when it comes to spiritual gifts. So what are the spiritual gifts that uh, uh, Paul is talking about here? He's talking about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit that he has listed in this chapter. Hallelujah. And we call them the spiritual gifts and they are part of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Aside the ministerial gifts, Aside the supportive gifts, we also have the spiritual gifts, which are the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, the word spiritual, concerning spiritual gifts, the word spiritual there is, is coming from the, from the, the, the Greek, the pneumaticos. Hallelujah. Pneumaticos has to do with the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and uh, it is from that that we, we have uh, the word pneuma, which is spirit. Amen. It says concerning the spiritual gifts, the word gift there is the charismata, hallelujah. The Greek charismata, hallelujah. It's from that same word that we have the Greek word charis, hallelujah. And charis means favor or grace. So when we talk about the charismata, we are talking about the, the, the giftings of the Holy Spirit that comes to us by the grace of God. That comes to us through the grace of God. Hallelujah. By the Holy Spirit. So we receive the gifts by grace, not by works, not by how, even how prayerful you are or how intelligent you are or how smart you are. But by grace, we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit by which we are able to serve the Lord and serve the church and serve humanity. Hallelujah. So Paul is saying that concerning spiritual gifts, concerning the charismata, I don't want you to be ignorant. Hallelujah. Because you know that you were Gentiles carried away into this or by these damp idols even as you were led. So here he's trying to compare the operations of the giftings of the Holy Spirit with with idol worship. Why is he comparing the two? Because he's saying that as idol worshippers are deep into their idolat idolatry and they are deep into their idol worship and they are deep into their rituals of performing sacrifices and oblations unto their dead goals that have ears but cannot hear, that have eyes but cannot see. He's saying that in, in even a better way, in much better way we who have the right, we have a living God, we, we who, who, who have the, who know the living God, the creator of the heavens and earth, must be so deep in our walk with God, in our fellowship of the Spirit to the extent that we can understand and be knowledgeable concerning the gifts of the Holy Spirit and be able to operate in them, hallelujah, as God wants us to operate. In other words, a Christian must be powerful by operations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If occultic people, if devilish people, if witches and wizards, if people operating by the spirit of the Antichrist and the spirit of witchcraft and the spirit of sorcery 
are able to perform miracles and do signs and wonders, false signs and wonders, then how much more those of us who are full of the Holy Spirit, born of the Spirit, baptized by the Holy Ghost, we must operate by the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and by so doing, the world will know that indeed our God is alive. So Paul here comparing the operations of the gifts with the, the idol worship is trying to tell us that Christians must operate in the power of God by exhibiting, by putting into exhibition, by making manif- manifest, hallelujah, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because he said that the manifestations of the gifts are given for the profit of all. That means that until and unless uh, Christians we arise uh, in the power and in the anointing of the Holy Ghost uh, and begin to operate the gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, the world will take us as, as, as we are, hallelujah. But when we arise in that power, in that authority, and begin to exhibit that power, that is when we can manifest forth and show forth the power of God unto the dying world that they can be saved through the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I hear somebody say amen to that? Wherever you are watching me from, from your home, from your hall, from your bedroom, just shout and scream and praise the name of Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. So Paul is talking about the spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He says, therefore I make note to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. He says that there are diversities of gifts. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. And I've given you the various categories as I started this message. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Take note. Diversity of gifts, the same Spirit. Differences of administration, the same Lord. Then there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God. So here you see the manifestation of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Hallelujah. So even when it comes to the operations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, although we call them the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but you see that the Trinity is involved. God, the Father, Son, and Spirit are all involved in the operations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So it is a key doctrine of the church. We can't sideline it. We can't take it for granted. We, we can't look down upon the operations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. See, there are so many arguments that people have put forth to try to convince us that the operations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is a thing of the past and has passed away and in this modern era, we don't need to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But I can tell you point blank that that is a false teaching and a false doctrine. Hallelujah. The operations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit did not cease with the apostolic age as people are trying to convince us and purporting. It did not cease with the passing of the apostolic age but it's supposed to exist. You see one of the reasons they give and the scriptures they quote is that when Paul said that now we know in part and uh, we speak in part, we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect shall come, then we will do away with that which is what? Temporal or that is in part. And they say that, okay, the New Testament canon, as we have it now, is, is a full canon. The Bible has been collated already. It has become a full canon. And for that matter, that is the, 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 the fullness. Uh, is he, that is what has come. The perfect has come. That is the Bible. So then we don't need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But talking about perfection has nothing to do with the scripture or the word of God, the canon of the New Testament. Amen. That, that the perfection will come only when Jesus comes in, at the second time. Hallelujah. When, when he had taken charge of all things and renewed all things, that is when we will all enter into that perfect state. But until then, the operations of the gifts of the Spirit must continue unabated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the other reason why the gifts are so important in our days is that in those days, even in the time of Jesus, Jesus as the Son of God, needed miracles, signs, and wonders to be able to convince the people and prove to them that he is from God and the words that he's preaching to them is from God. In much the same way in our days, there are people who don't believe and will not believe until they see a sign, until they see a miracle, until they see something happening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Until they see a Simeon. See, a Simeon is a sign. So miracle, the, the, the Greek word for miracle is, is a sign. It is something to point people to the Father. Indeed, Jesus is still alive and he's still as powerful as he was in those days when he was on earth. Hallelujah. And that can only be made possible through the agency of the Holy Spirit. And when we as a church, we allow ourselves to be full of the Holy Spirit and, and to operate and manifest the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that is when all these signs and miracles and wonders will begin to happen and the world will know that indeed we serve a living God. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. So there are diversities of gifts. That means that there are different types of gifts and there are also different ministries or different ministrations. So when it comes to the gifts, two people can even have the same gift, but the way they minister the gifts or administer the gifts might be different. Hallelujah. Amen. So I think as Christians, we should stop criticizing one another. Sometimes the criticism is too much. And it is not even the world or unbelievers who are criticizing us. It's we Christians who are criticizing one another and speaking against one another. Why? Because maybe the way I understand prophecy is a little bit different from the way my brother also understands the gift of prophecy. The way he's manifesting his gift of prophecy might be different from the way I'm administering my gift of prophecy. And we tend to uh, argue over these uh, points which might not be necessary and then we we tend to uh, talk against one another and uh, throw missiles at one another. But I pray that we'll all live with tolerance because there are diversities of gifts. The Bible has said it. There are diversities of gifts. There are differences of administration. Amen. So two people may have the gift of healing, but the way they operate it might be different. Amen. One person will just, uh, like Pastor Isud used to say, uh, uh, Bishop Ajinasare will just preach and even when he's preaching, he's not screaming, just normal voice. And then when he said, I want to pray for the sick, he said, I take control, I bind the spirit of infirmity, use spirit of blindness, lose your hold. And then you see that testimonies are coming. People are throwing away their wheelchairs and their crutches and they are walking. Amen. Miracles are happening. But another person also may have the gift of healing. But he may have to call the people forward and lay hands upon them and pray and pray and pray before the people will be healed. Amen. But we can't criticize one another. They are all various forms of administration. But it's the same Lord, Jesus Christ, who is at work in all of us. Amen. Amen. It's the same Lord Jesus who is at work in all of us. So the differences in administering the gifts must not divide us as a people and as Christians and as the church or the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there are what? Diversities of activities. But it's the same God. But the manifestation of the Spirit The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit for the profit of all. That means that your gift, my gift, our gift must not lay dormant and inactive, but it must manifest so that people around us will receive the benefit of the gifts that we have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why Paul said that in as much as we seek and desire spiritual we should seek that we will edify the church. So your gift, my gift, must bless the church, must bless people around us. And how can the gift bless people unless you put it into manifestation? I pray God that everyone under the sound of my voice, every gift of the spirit, every spiritual gifting, every spiritual ability that was in you but have been laid dormant uh, and that has become inactive. Uh, I pray in the name of Jesus that this week as we discuss the gifts of the spirit, the fire of God will come upon you. The fire of God will touch your life. There will be supernatural ignition uh, in your spirit man, in your inner man, uh, some revival, some awakening, oh, kabla, sadaya, some reawakening is happening, uh, for if the spirit that raised up Jesus Christ lives in us, uh, then this same spirit will quicken our mortal bodies, but I pray that this week, uh, the spirit of God will not just quicken our mortal bodies, but the spirit of God will quicken our inner man, uh, uh, will quicken and strengthen us with might uh, in our inner man, uh, that every gift will be activated, uh, and every gift will manifest forth uh, and become a blessing 
But Jesus said that he that believed in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the Bible said that this spoke he of the spirit that was to begin, for the spirit was not yet given, because Jesus Christ was not yet glorified. But thank God that in our days Jesus has been glorified, and the spirit of God has been poured out without measure upon the church and upon us. And with this power and authority, we must rise and put the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our lives into exhibition that the world may benefit of that same blessing, of that same unction, of that same grace and power, of that same giftings of the Spirit that is upon us. For the Bible said that the endless expectation of creation waits for the manifestation of the sons and the daughters of God. And until we as sons and daughters of the Most High God arise and manifest that power and that gift of the Holy Spirit, the world cannot be saved. Clap your hands wherever you are and praise the name of Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we want to now look at the spiritual gifts. The nine spiritual gifts as listed by Paul or enumerated by Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and they can be divided into three categories of three. Three groups of three. Hallelujah. Three groups of three. The number one group is what we call the revelation gifts. Some also call it the gifts of illumination. In spiritual warfare, we call it the gifts of location. And I will explain. Hallelujah. They are revelation gifts because through these gifts, we are able to see and to know what is hidden or what God wants us to know that was previously hidden. Amen. They are illumination gifts because it opens up our mind to look into the will and the plan of God. Hallelujah. And thirdly, they are gifts of location because in spiritual warfare, these are the gifts that are employed to locate the enemy so that we can launch an attack against him. Amen. So if the devil is planning something against us as a church, it is through these gifts of illumination, gifts of location, that we can locate the devil. Hallelujah. I pray that these gifts will be manifested forth in our lives as Christians and in our lives as a body of Christ, as a church, to the glory of his name. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. So what are these revelational gifts? Three of them. Number one is the word of wisdom. Number two is the word of knowledge. Number three is the discernment of spirits. So these three gifts of the Holy Spirit are what we call the revelation gifts or the illumination gifts or the location gifts. Hallelujah. Word of wisdom. So what is word of wisdom? Word of wisdom is supernatural revelation or insight into the divine will and purpose, showing how to solve any problem that may arise. Hallelujah. Word of wisdom is divine revelation. Mind you, we said that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are supernatural abilities. So all this is we are talking about are not normal human talents and giftings, but they are supernatural abilities. So the word of wisdom here is deeper than just having wisdom. When we say somebody is wise, it means a person has wisdom. Hallelujah. And somebody can be wise and yet not a Christian. Amen. Somebody can walk in wisdom and yet not have the gift of what? Word of wisdom. But when you talk about word of wisdom as a gift of the Holy Spirit, it is that supernatural insight or revelation into the divine will of God. Hallelujah. By which you can know the purpose of God and the will of God concerning an issue or a matter. Amen. So somebody with this gift is able to know what we ought to do or what we must do in any situation. When we are faced with a challenge that seems difficult to solve, somebody can receive this word of wisdom and say that, no, I think this is the way to go. And when he has finished speaking, everybody present realizes, yes, uh, ah, but how did we look at it this way all this while? They see that, no, this is the exact will of God and purpose of God for us to go and to do. Hallelujah. That is word of wisdom. We see an example in scripture when, uh, when Solomon, Solomon was a man that was full of wisdom 
And I believe that some of his dealings and exhibition of wisdom, it was not just normal human wisdom, but it was a gifting of the word of wisdom. They brought two ladies came together, came to him, and they were fighting, fighting over a dead child and a live, a live child. And this one said, the one living is mine. The other said, the one living is mine. And Solomon said, okay, that, that is simple to solve. Just bring a, a knife. Let's cut the living baby into two so that we'll give half to each lady or woman. Then we'll divide the dead one also and give half to each woman. Then the, one of them said, no, king, don't kill the one that's alive. You give it to my rival. Let her take the living child. Then the king said that, give that child to this woman because it is her child. Amen. He used the wisdom of God to be able to solve this complicated matter and issue. Amen. That was word of wisdom in operation. So word of wisdom helps us to be able to know the, the divine will and purpose to walk in the wisdom of God, to walk in the will of God. Hallelujah. To walk in revelation of what God wants you to do at this particular moment in your life. And I pray that we shall all be filled with a word of wisdom in the name of Jesus. Receive it now in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Receive that word of wisdom in Jesus' name. Receive that word of wisdom in the name of Jesus. Let it come upon you. May you exhibit that wisdom in your office, in your workplace, in your marketplace, in that business, ah, in that work, in that vocation. When they are looking for a solution, may you be the one to bring that solution. May you bring a solution to the problems of this world. I pray God that even in a search for a medication or a vaccination for this COVID-19, I pray that the wisdom will come to a believer and a Christian scientist who will come out with that invention and come out with that, with that, with that medication or with that vaccination in the name of Jesus Christ. And let all the saints shout with a big Amen. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. So we have uh, the word of wisdom. Then the second gift under the revelation gifts is the word of knowledge. Word of knowledge. So what is word of knowledge? This is supernatural revelation of knowledge or insight in the divine mind, will or plan, and also the plans of others that man could not know of himself. Hallelujah. So word of knowledge is to know. To know something beforehand. Or to know something that happened in the past that you were not there. But by the revelation of the Holy Spirit, by divine insight, you are able to know. Amen. So we can say that word of knowledge is divine knowledge. Amen. So for example, maybe you did something at home, I was not there. But you come to church and I tell you that this and this and this is what happened. You did this, that, that, that. Amen. How do I know? Through the word of knowledge. Amen. You remember uh, some friends came to Jesus, Philip and Co., and then Nathaniel. And then uh, they told Nathaniel that we have found a Christ. He said, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And when he came, Jesus said that this is a true Israelite. He said, How do you know? He said, Even before Philip called you from under that tree, I knew you. <laughs> I've seen you. Amen. That was word of knowledge at work. Hallelujah. Even in the Old Testament, the prophet Elisha operated by word of um, knowledge. Amen. In 2 Kings chapter 6, in 2 Kings chapter 6, from verse 8 to 12, the king of Syria, Ben-Hadad, was planning with his cabinet how they can attack Israel and defeat them. Amen. And take them captive. Now, anytime they entered into your closet in their cabinet room and planned and made a plan how they are going to attack, through which way they are going to attack, how they were going to execute their plan, then the prophet Elisha is sitting in his house in Israel. The Spirit of God will reveal the plan, the whole plan to him. Then he'll go and tell the king of Israel, This and this is what the king of Syria has planned. This day they will come through this way by this means. Amen. Then the king of Israel will be alert. That's why we call it the gift of location. So in spiritual warfare, that is how we identify and locate the devices, the diabolic intentions and devices of the enemy is brought to bear by the gifts of revelation or the location gifts. 
And word of knowledge plays a key role. Amen. I pray that God will endure us with this gift of word of knowledge. If word of knowledge is in operation in the church, you can't go and live anyhow. And then when you finish, you wipe your mouth and come and sing the loudest Hosanna and Hallelujah and praise the Lord. And lift up holy hands, hands as if nothing has happened. Amen. Saturday night, you are in the disco, wherever, doing all those things with that, with that girl, with that boy. And then Sunday morning, you, you are in your Sunday best and you come to church and you are the holiest saint on earth. I pray that word of knowledge will locate you. <laughs> if this gift is in operation in the church, ah, like it happened in the, in the days of, uh, of the apostles. See, Ananias and Sapphira, they went to sell the land. Yes, the land was theirs. They sold the land. And uh, they could have come and said that, oh, Peter, we have sold our land, but you know, we have some debts to pay, so we want to give part to the church, and then we also enjoy with the other part. But they came, they gave them one and said, this is, oh, we want to sell, praise the Lord, hallelujah. We want to sell our land, and by the grace of God, we have come with all the money to offer it as an offering unto the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Peter said, are you sure this is all the money? He said, oh, even one CD said we didn't take. <laughs> hallelujah. Then Peter said, why has the devil filled your heart? To come and lie to us. You have not lied to men, but to the Spirit of God. How did Peter know? He was not there. But through word of knowledge, he was able to know that, no, this is not all the money that the people got from the sale of the land. Hallelujah. I pray that word of knowledge will be in operation in our church. Especially among the prayer tower. I pray that word of knowledge will manifest forth. So that when we are praying, we will be seeing things. Amen. I remember uh, when we were in school, uh, KNUST, uh, we went for students evangelism in a village somewhere uh, in the Ashanti region. There is a village that they call in Tungkumso, a very typical village. We went there to preach the gospel in a crusade uh, as students. And then one day in the afternoon we were praying and uh, some of the team has gone out for how to out evangelism and the uh, prayer tower, I was with the prayer tower and we were indoors and praying into the whole program because we will have a crusade in the evening. I was supposed to preach, be the preacher in the evening at the crusade. Then when we were praying, in the realms of the space, I received a word of knowledge and I saw somebody dressed like a, a fetish priest pass by the window. We were in a classroom, school block, classroom, and then pass by the window of the school and the Spirit of God showed me some, what he was going to do. Amen. Or what he was coming to do. So I told them and we started praying about it. In about 10-15 minutes, I went out of the room and I saw somebody pass by the same place, the same description that I, I, I received. Amen. That is word of knowledge. And most times, people that have the prophetic giftings, the, the revelation gifts are very strong in them. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discernment of spirits are very strong in people who will praise in the, in the ministry of prophecy or prophetic uh, gifting or ministry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The third one under this category is the discernment of spirit. Discernment of spirit. Discernment of spirit. A supernatural revelation or insight into the realm of spirit. So when we talk about discernment of spirits, we are talking about revelation of supernatural knowledge or insight into the realm of spirit, where you are able to know when a spirit is at work and which spirit is at work. Hallelujah. So at any point in time, it can either be the spirit of God, the spirit of the devil, or the spirit of man, the human spirit. But how do you know? Amen. Even the things we do in church, somebody may be prophesying, but maybe... The, the, that spirit of prophecy is not the spirit of God. How do you know? It can even be the person's human spirit. It can all be from the devil. But how do you know? If we have the gift of discernment in operation, then we can know when the devil is at work. Because sometimes, you see, they come as angels of light. They infiltrate our ranks. They are with us. We eat with them. We go about with them. We, they, they sing with us. They clap their hands with us. When the pastor is preaching, they are the one who shout the loudest, Hallelujah and Amen. Amen. But they may not be of God. But how do you locate them? 
That is why prayer tower, we cannot sleep until the gifts of location are manifest in our midst. So that by the discernment of spirit, we can descend and know them. Amen. And by the grace of God, I know them. In my church, I know all the witches. I know them. Amen. We won't sack them. Because their salvation is also important. Christ loves them. Amen. But that is not to say that we don't know them. <laughs> you know, hey, sometimes on the way they devise me on a mystery. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. Amen. I know you. If you are listening to me, I know you. Don't think that I don't know you. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. By the gift of discernment, we can know. By their fruits, you know them. We can know. If you have spirit of which you leave it at home and come to church, I'll still, I, I can identify you. By the gift of discernment of spirits. Amen. I pray that every child of God, you have this gift. Because for some of us, your best friend is a witch. You don't even know. Oh, wait, I mean, in the book of Siatafri, Munkosum Montafri, Uni Yodiaguma. I pray that your spirit man will be sharp enough to know when the devil is at work. We are not ignorant of the devices of the devil because we know his mind. I pray that this gifts of location, the revelation gifts, will be abundant in the church, will be abundant in our lives as Christians so that the devil cannot take us by storm and by surprise. Glory, hallelujah. Amen. Receive that gift in the name of Jesus. On Friday night, we'll be praying online in our Gethsemane hour and we'll do the impartation for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that somebody will receive a gift, somebody will catch some fire in the name of Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. So these are the... The three gifts of the Holy Spirit under the first category of the gifts of revelation or illumination or location. Amen. I think I have a, a little time. Let me go to the second category. And then uh, on Tuesday we will continue. The second category has to do with the gift of inspiration or vocal gifts. They are the gifts of the inspirational gifts or the, lo- the vocal gifts. Inspirational gifts because they inspire us. They are called vocal gifts because they are normally expressed through the mouth by speaking forth or by speaking out. And then we also call them the alarm gifts in terms of spiritual warfare. They are called the alarm gifts. They are called alarm gifts because when by revelation, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discernment of spirit, we are able to locate the enemy, an alarm must be raised to prepare the army for battle. And that alarm is raised through the agency of the alarm gifts or the vocal gifts or the inspirational gifts. Hallelujah. There are three of them. There are three of them. Number one is prophecy. Prophecy. So what is prophecy? Supernatural utterance in the native tongue not conceived by human thought or reasoning. It includes Speaking unto men to edification, exhortation, or comfort. So prophecy, or the gift of prophecy as a gift of the Holy Spirit, is supernatural utterance in the native language, in the local language, not conceived by human thought or reasoning. It includes speaking unto men to edification, exhortation, or comfort. Hallelujah. Amen. So when somebody receives a prophecy and we are in church, then you begin to speak that's here the Lord this, 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 that, that, that that is a word of prophecy he receives it and then he speaks it out it's a vocal gift, you have to speak it out so when you receive a word of prophecy and you keep it to yourself and don't speak it out it doesn't edify anybody it doesn't bless anybody and it doesn't manifest and to profit all like we said the manifestation of the gift is to profit all so if you don't manifest it, it will not profit anybody hallelujah hallelujah so that is about the about prophecy. Now, uh, I must uh, let you understand that prophecy as a spiritual gift, as listed here, is different from 
the ministerial gift of the prophet. Amen. And we must know the difference. The fact that I prophesy does not necessarily makes me a prophet who stands in the prophetic office. There are two different things. Amen. There are two different things. Another time we may be able to teach it and go into detail about it. But of course, every prophet who stands in the prophetic office can prophesy. But not everybody who prophesies is a prophet. Amen. So sometimes when I'm ministering, I can pick up a prophecy. I can say something about somebody and it happens. It comes to pass. But over and over again, I've said that I'm not a prophet. Amen. So the fact that I pick one or two prophecies doesn't make me a prophet and doesn't put me in the prophetic office. Do you understand that? Amen. But I pray that God will raise prophets among us who will not only prophesy but also stand in the prophetic office. Receive that mantle in the name of Jesus. Receive that mantle wherever you are listening to me under the sound of my voice in your bedroom, in your, in your living room, in your hall, wherever. Just pray that Father in the name of Jesus let these gifts of the Holy Spirit come upon me. Ignite it in my life that it will be a blessing unto people around me in the name of Jesus. Mazos kabashadaya in the name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus glory hallelujah so we have the gift of prophecy and it normally comes to encourage the church and to exalt the church and to edify the church hallelujah so Paul said that we should desire spiritual gifts but that we should what? prophesy because he that prophesies what, edifies the church. But he who speaks in an unknown tongues edifies himself. Amen. People use that to condemn tongue speaking. I'll teach that on next week's Sunday. Paul was by no means condemning tongue speaking because he said that I thank God that I, I speak in tongues more than you all. Amen. But you're saying that when I speak in tongues, for example, as a way of praying, I'm edifying my spirit, I'm helping myself, but somebody next to me is not hearing me, is not understanding me, is not edified. So when it comes to general public operations, then the gift of prophecy supersedes tongue speaking. Why? Because when I prophesy in English or key, people can understand me and they are blessed. They can hear what I'm saying. It blesses them. But that also does not write off speaking in an unknown tongue because it also has its place as I'll teach us next week Sunday. Amen. Is somebody understanding my message this morning? Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. So prophecy comes to edify us, to encourage us, to exalt us. comes to encourage us. The second gift under the second category is diverse kinds of tongues. Diverse kinds of tongues. This is supernatural utterance in other languages which are not known to the speaker. Amen. So, um, when it comes to tongues, we have the unknown tongues then we have diverse kinds of tongues or different kinds of tongues. Okay. Sometimes people criticize tongue speaking and say that in the days of the apostles when they were speaking in tongues, people there could hear them speaking their, their languages. Why is that nowadays you are speaking and we cannot hear? But they forget that this, the, the, uh, the same Paul also said in First Corinthians chapter 14 that he who speaks in our own tongues speaks not unto man because no man understands him. How be it in the spirit he speaks mysteries? That should tell you that there are different types. There are two different things. Amen. They are two different things. But this tongue we are talking about here is a tongue that, uh, that somebody can understand. And Paul said in public worship, when you speak in diverse kinds of tongues, there must be somebody there to interpret. When you speak it and there's nobody to interpret, then you rather keep quiet. Why? Because that gift is for the education of the church, not for individual personal edification. Is the difference clear? And there are instances where missionaries have gone to places where they don't know their language, they have not learned their language, they can't speak their language, and yet they stand and they start speaking, and they speak that language that they have not learned before fluently, and the people can hear them. 
it happens so many times that is the gift of what diverse kinds of tongues then we have interpretation of tongues this is supernatural ability to interpret in the native language what is uttered in other tongues not known by the one who interprets by the spirit this is supernatural ability to interpret in the native language what is uttered in other tongues not known by the one who interprets by the spirit amen so that is somebody who speak in tongues and another person will receive the interpretation and start telling us the meaning of what the person has spoken. Amen. I've seen this gift in manifestation and it's so beautiful when this tongues and interpretation of tongues and manifestation is, is such a beautiful thing to behold. Hallelujah. 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 I remember when we were in school and we were going for evangelism somewhere in, in Atebubu and then we were in a bus, students, we were all together in a bus, organized bus, going for the outreach. And the bus that I was in, were singing and praising God and worshiping. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit took absolute control over the entire bus. And the whole atmosphere was charged. And then there was a brother who started speaking in tongues. Started speaking in tongues. Spoke in tongues for a long time. Then as he was speaking in tongues, the Spirit of God was giving me the interpretation of the message of what God wants to tell us. So when he landed and I started interpreting what he was saying. And as soon as I finished interpreting, he started speaking again. And when he ends, I'll, I'll give the interpretation. It went on for a long time, about one hour. And this was deep revelations and prophecies that God was giving us to prepare us for the mission that we were going to undertake at uh, uh, villages around Atebu. Amen. Very beautiful. I pray that such gifts will come back to the church. The church will begin to experience the gifts of the Holy Spirit again like never before in the name of Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. When these gifts, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, are in manifestation, it sounds an alarm so that we can attack, hallelujah, with the gifts of assault, which we will discuss on Tuesday. So we have learned about six of the nine gifts this morning, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discernment of spirit, and a revelation gifts. Then under inspirational gifts or vocal gifts, we have learned um, prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. On Tuesday night, we'll continue and study about the other three. And then we'll look at how we can receive and operate the gifts of the Holy Spirit also on Tuesday. And on Friday, we'll pray into it and believe God to touch us and inspire and ignite the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Glory, hallelujah. For now, wherever you are, I want you to bow down your heads and begin to pray and thank God for His Word and pray that God will touch your life and the Holy Spirit will inspire you to operate the gifts of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. Somebody lift your voice and pray wherever you are. Maybe I Yes, you know what the end of pay and daddy, oh, Abrabumu, and daddy, oh, Christosumu, and daddy, oh, Asafumu, and if it be our Obiara, oh, yes, Christodimu, Bompire, Bompire, oh, glory, hallelujah, Shalabalo, Scalabalabalabalabaya, Nima Scandalabalabalabaya, Labaza Catalabalabalabaya, Linda Rabaroski Talabaras Catalabaya, Recabazos, Contedebere Yandaya. Ha karabazu sazazaza shalabalos kiriantaleberiandaya in the name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus in the rabaros kandaya pray that the word of knowledge word of wisdom discernment of spirit will be your portion pray that the gift of prophecy diverse kinds of tongues interpretation of tongues will manifest forth in our church in our homes in our families in our lives as individual Christians. In the name of Jesus, pray somebody. Pray somebody. Makatalabalo skalabalabaya. Shandarabazuski talabalabalabaya. E karabazuski talabaras kanteriviriandaya. Nima karabushas kanteriviriyakabaya. In the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Shalabalabalabalabalabaya. Re kalabalabalabaros kitalabarus kanteriviya. Nima kus karabashatayabaya. Ishkaya balus kalabara katalabalabaya. 
in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Re Kalabalabalabalabazuan Terebirias Kandaya. Name I can Terebirias Katalabalabalabaya. Rai Kandalabalus Karabashas Katalabalabaya. Nima Kaya Balabalabalabaya. Res Kaya Balabalabalabaya. Rantalabalabalabalabaya. Re Kayandalabushas Kanteriviriaka Blazos Kitaya. Is Kaya Barraku Talabarabalabalabaya. Nimandarabarus Kandaya. On Friday night we'll be praying. We'll have more time to pray. We want to thank God and bless God for this morning in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, begin to thank God and worship Him and give Him glory and give Him praise and glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you glory. We give you praise. I want to pray for you wherever you are. Lift up your hands as we pray together. Father, I thank you for the entrance of your word that gives light. I thank you for all the people that have listened to your word on Facebook, on YouTube, on any channel, through podcasts this morning. I pray in the name of Jesus that as we discuss the gifts of the Holy Spirit, let the same gifts be manifested in our lives. Ignite every dormant gift and deliver unto us and give unto us new giftings, supernatural empowerments and abilities by which we can do the work of the ministry that will win souls for you as we destroy the works of the devil and build the kingdom of Jesus Christ. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, both now and forevermore. May your name be praised in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Lord, protect us and keep us from sickness, keep us from coronaviruses, keep us from the COVID-19, preserve our lives that will come back together again as a church and give you all the glory and all the praise. Protect our loved ones, protect our nation, Ghana, protect the nations of the world. In the name of Jesus, we pray, O God, that you rise up with healing wings as you wipe out coronavirus from the surface of the earth so that the world, O God, will come back to its normal operation. We give you glory. We give you praise. Bless us. Bless the work of our hands. Bless our homes. Bless our marriages. Bless our businesses and everything that belongs to us. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.